Blackwald from Twilight Force, and you are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor. I've got a really exciting interview today. We've got Blackwall, the keyboard player for uh, Twilight Force, and we're going to be talking about their new album on Nuclear Blast Records. It's at the heart of Wintervale, and it comes out January 20th. And, sir, thank you for taking the time to do this today. Thank you, Vincent. I'm, I'm uh, super uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I uh, as I was telling you before, I'm kind of new to the band, but I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I really dig uh, what you guys do. Um, I guess, first of all, just to kind of jump off for me and for our listeners uh, when we put this up, uh, can you tell us how you came to be involved with Twilight Force? Uh, how I came to be involved? Well, I, me and uh, the guitarist, uh, Lind, we uh, uh, started the band in... 2007, I believe. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, a long time ago. But, uh, so we started writing songs and what what we wanted to do at the time was we wanted to, uh, like, reignite the late 90s power metal, classic power metal sound with uh, a lot of keyboards and uh, fast, uplifting melodies and and stuff. So that that was our main intention. Uh, and it took us many years. We did a bunch of songs, and we kind of loved them ourselves. And we were just listening to them. And, but since we were didn't really have a clear goal in mind or anything, uh, it took us many years, uh, even uh, till 2014, until we actually released. We, we finished up the whole album and and uh, released it as a Tales of Ancient Prophecies, the first album. So, but the first iterations of the, the, the first few songs was written uh, as early as 2007. So, uh, yeah, so we started the whole journey and uh, um, got our other people involved to, uh, you know, to become a, a full band. And uh, we just, yeah, that's that's how it that's how it all started. Excellent, <laughs> so excellent. We're, we're, yeah. Um, and then, as far as the rotting process for uh, at the <clears throat> heart of Wintervale, when did that start? Uh, the writing process started uh, at basically at the time of the release of the the previous album, The Dawn of the Dragon Star. Okay. So that was 2019. So we basically just segued into starting writing the next album. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been a three year ish process, uh, I would say. Obviously not full time for three years, but we've had. Uh, I mean, the pandemic hit, and we had a, a bunch of also extra time on our hands. Sure. And, uh, so, uh, so I would say like the last year or so, we've been working pretty, pretty like crunching pretty hard to get it done. So it's been a, a, a long journey, but finally, finally. Excellent, excellent. Um, and then, as far as um, this album, let's jump right into it. 
what can you tell us about the uh, the uh, first track, which is the name of your band? Oh yeah, uh, I can. What can I say? Well, twi- the song Twilight Force by the band Twilight Force. We figured we need a title song. We we haven't had that. This is our fourth fourth album. Sure, excellent opportunity to to have to you know write a, a title track, so to speak, and. Um, we were a little not it, it, right in the beginning. We didn't really know like what type of song would that be. the The first thought that would come to mind, considering the type of music that we play, is, well, how about we write? It should technically be a fifteen minute long orchestral <laughs> odyssey, a journey of in its you know soundtrack esque vibes. Um, so that <laughs> that was our first thought. But then we figured, nah, let's you know let's flip flip it around and go back to our roots and our origins uh, and you know write a song akin to how it all started so we we did a straight to the point and uh, punch uh, to the face power metal song uh, we even like dug up old synthesizers that we used back in 2007 and uh, to get the the, the right sounds and nice. the same sounds and, and then we obviously merged it with with new stuff and new uh like our, our current uh current sound to make it a little more up to date but it was a it, it was a little bit of a callback to ourselves uh, to the beginning of the band uh, and since we have the lore for all the characters and for twilight force as a as an entity as as the uh, the crystal bearers that are destined to save the Twilight Kingdoms. Uh, we figured, let's write the story about about Twilight Force and, and what that is. That's fantastic. And, uh, um, yeah. So that was, and it was also fun because we could also make. If you listen to the song, we also have a. It's a lyrical uh, callback also to the first album because we put in the. the I mean the the whole hook of Twilight Force in the chorus is as is a callback to the song. Power of the Ancient Force from the first album. So, awesome. Uh, it's a little, you know, a little uh, internal, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. There. That's a great way to kick the record off, too. Let's see, and then uh, track two, the uh, title track. What well, can you tell us about that one? Yes, so At the Heart of Wintervale, first thing that would strike you is the title, and uh, anyone who uh, listens has listened to metal for... Uh, a while would know that there is a Norwegian black metal band called Immortal that has an album called At the Heart of Winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've seen some comments. Oh, do you guys know there's a how much At the Heart of Winter? And it was like, yeah, obviously it is a it is our little tribute to to Immortal <laughs> in a way because me and Lind when earlier in in our lives we listened quite a lot to that album. Uh, one of the uh, better, um, well, old. It's not super old black metal, but you know, semi-old black. Sure. Metal. Uh, so uh, that was a little, you know, just a little personal anecdote on how how we how the title came to be. Uh, but uh, the t- it's all like a little. It's a little bit of a trifecta of things here because we had the t- title and we wanted uh, the the lyrics to reflect also the album cover. So oh, that's sure. how we, we wrote the lyrics and they're, I think this is actually the first time that we have an album cover that directly uh, illustrates one of the songs that's cool <laughs> uh, yeah so if you 
if you look at the album artwork, uh, it'll uh, it'll describe the song. So it's 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 a song about uh, a dragon that has been cursed to eternal slumber on the bottom of a lake, huh. and uh, a uh, a adventurer uh, comes upon a, a uh, hidden tome where he finds the the secret the the dragon's secret name and he utters it to release the dragon from his curse so uh, <laughs> uh so that's the story of, of of the the song and you can see it on the album cover also and uh yeah it's uh it also has some some cool sound design in the beginning that you'll hear when you when you listen to the album well it's soon out in two weeks the album is out yeah so. yeah um, yeah so that's uh, that it, basically straight up classic power metal song in in the twilight force spirit obviously i love so. it it's great um and then let's see track three dragonborn Ooh, dragonborn we have it we're taking it down a notch tempo wise it's been a kind of uh, fast lane uh to dragon uh born here and then we uh dragonborn we, we take it down a bit it's uh Almost, I mean, it starts out very nicely with some um, violins and, and flutes and stuff, and then it kicks off into uh, more like a kind of like a four on the floor, uh, almost. I wouldn't say '80s sound. That's taking it too far, but there are like some some '80s uh, minor influences there that you can that you can pick up. But we figured Anita, the the, the album needs a little breather, uh, so we're taking it down. And um, it's uh, well, it's about a uh, someone who um, who uh, wants to basically become one with a dragon. Oh. Uh, and uh, it's, it actually has nothing to do. One one might think that the song Dragonborn has something to do with the Elder Scrolls game uh, Skyrim because you you're playing as the Dragonborn. Of course, but yes, it has nothing yeah. To do with that, it's just a, uh, it is just our way of writing about Dragonborn within our universe. So uh, just a little uh, also fun tribute to that. Awesome. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a slower uh, slower song, but uh, pretty uplifting. And uh, so, yeah. Excellent. Uh, let's see, track four, uh, Highlands of the Elder Dragon. Ooh, uh, we got the first of two longer uh, epos songs here uh, longer journeys so highlands of the elder dragon um is it's i don't know what there's a lot to say I, first of all it's a very long song uh, more than uh, 10 minutes long and and it's quite the journey and something that i want to emphasize is the the lyrics to the song i i feel that if you listen to it uh it will it will be even better if you read the lyrics also at the same time because there's there is quite the clear story of uh, someone a, a uh, who has heard of a legend that uh, you can you can be you can gain eternal life by finding this uh, magic place uh, meeting the highlands of the elder dragon. So he spends his whole life trying to find this this uh, uh, magical, uh, you know, whatever place it is uh, where the where the elder dragons reside reside, and uh, but he fails. So uh, 
uh, on his deathbed uh, realizes that you know uh, dying was the uh, way to to reach the highlands of the elder dragon mm. so you reach it it's it's uh it's kind of uh, when we wrote the lyrics it was something that has never happened before we actually we almost uh, uh was uh, tearing up a little bit because it, it when we wrote it it's just like wow this is actually sad right <laughs> uh, so uh that was that was a that was a first in twilight force history to have um, to write lyrics that actually you know uh, was uh, pretty uh, pretty sad in, in a way. Mostly, it's just uh, triumphant heroes doing glorious quests. Uh, but yeah, so that that adds something more to to the song actually. And uh, it's quite the long journey of uh, different uh, the themes and soundscapes. And you'll hear a little bit of uh, probably maybe a little Home Alone soundtrack esque type maybe. Uh, so a little. Uh, I wouldn't say Christmassy. That's not the intention, but uh, little, uh, yeah, pretty uh, soundtrack-wise. I, I love the song. One of my favorites on the album, actually. But uh, I hope people will like it also. But yeah, lyrics important. <laughs> very, very cool. I love the that one and the uh, the last track. I love that they're really long. I'm I'm a big fan of just long, epic kind of tracks on an album i think they're always fun to listen to um that's nice thanks yeah of course uh let's see and then uh we'll get to that one later but let's see uh track five sky knights of aldaria yeah oh yeah so sky knights of aldaria uh also uh, a it's a very bombastic song very um um pretty fast and and also yeah i would say bombastic triumphant very uh, uh you get, like adventurous i would say mm-hmm. um and uh, what's funny and and what sticks out a little bit about Ines Oldaria, also we did something we never uh, really done before uh, we were working on the we wrote the song and we had the orchestrations and everything laid out and we tried to then you know you try to make the arrangement come together and we started adding drums and uh, the ash was was drumming and we and we couldn't really figure out what would be the best type of drumming in the uh, parts of the song and then we just for for uh, for fun we just we tried blast beats because the ash is an excellent blast beat drummer sure playing uh, the grindcore and other genres also nice uh, so we put that down as more or less of a joke but we realized this is this sounds freaking awesome and there is no going back from this. <laughs> so, right. So that's what we ended up doing. So we put out the, we, we just left the blast bit, blast bits in there, which is very uh, not uh, what do you call it? Uh, no, very uncommon for the genre uh, for power metal. Uh, I know, for example, Dragon Force has little blast beats here and there, and, and we actually had some blast beats on our previous uh, album also, but it was just a few bars. Uh, so now we just actually made it quite a, a, an imperative part of the song. So that was uh, <clears throat> that was a, a lot of fun to have that uh, come together, and you, that that really brings out, I feel like the sense uh, in the song that we're trying to convey that you're basically you're flying on the back of eagles, and you you're like swooping down to uh, uh, you know clear to help out villager villagers in in distress sort of right. So, uh, 
a little bit of that Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, the Eagles are coming. We even have that in, in the song. If you listen, there is a uh, uh, the Eagles are coming uh, tribute to, uh, to Lord of the Rings there also. Oh, cool. <laughs> yep. Very cool. Let's see. Uh, track six, uh, Familiar Memory. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of a, uh, that's an acoustic song actually a little short interlude i would say so uh and what's what's uh the reason we call it a familiar memory is because if you are familiar with our previous albums you will recognize uh the theme of the flight of the sapphire dragon in that song okay so it'll uh, it's uh, actually the uh yeah, the main main theme from Flight of the Sapphire Dragon that we just made, we, we reworked it and into a little medieval type uh, battle ballad interlude. Um, so that worked really well. And then, building on that, we have the uh, the bonus tracks that expands on this version. So we have this short version that fits on the album, and then you have a longer uh, bonus version that expands on, on different song themes and also features uh, Arendir, our uh, second guitarist, on, on vocals, oh, okay. which is uh, quite amazing, actually. So he Because he has a very pleasant voice uh, that most people probably doesn't know about, so we, we figured we have to do something with this, so we uh, yeah, made, made that version. And Excellent. it sounds uh, really cool, so... Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, track seven, uh, Sunlight Night. Sunlight Night. Um, yes, we released that fairly recently. We uh, released a pixel video for oh, this cool. song. Uh, so that was, uh, that was uh, uh, very exciting. That's also the first time we've done something like that. But since we're all... Uh, in, in previous lives, very uh, avid gamers, <laughs> that felt like a natural uh, thing to do to have one of our songs as a as a pixel video, and it worked super well also with the concept of the song. Also, Sally and I, pretty straightforward uh, power metal song, um, but with quite a few twists and turns. So it's not just like your run of the mill. You have a couple of fun sections with. Uh, where the the hero in the song is is leveling up to defeat the uh, the demon the evil demon. Uh, and, uh, Excuse me. Uh, uh, and uh, so and you you will find a little like a Caribbean part almost like a little uh, salsa break, which is uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. I honestly don't know how that came to be. We just <laughs> tried things in the studio and. Uh, that felt right and fun and we we try to also include some like a little easter egg in our album so like for example you have on, on thundersword on our previous album you have a little uh, like a banjo uh, and the uh, country fiddle uh, stuff so <laughs> so we try you know you got to keep a little like one at least one little easter egg somewhere so we have a little caribbean uh, party uh, going on in the song, which also makes sense in the in the theme of the song because uh, you know it's about bringing back the sunlight to to the villagers. So sure, yeah. So uh, it's a yeah, straightforward, uh, fun little uh, quirky song. Gotta say, I, lo- I love it. Excellent, excellent. And then the last track, uh, the last crystal bear. Ah, yes. Last Crystal Bear, also a second long track, 
10 plus. This is my favorite song on your record, by the way. Oh, it is. All right, that's. Um, I'm glad to hear that. This one in the the it's, uh, this one in the uh, Highlands of the Elder Dragon. I think I, I like the long. Uh, yeah. Rhyme of the yeah, Ancient Mariner, if you will. The uh, Alexander yeah. the Great, if you will. Maidenish long, yeah. epic tracks. I, I, it's really cool, man. Cool, cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like long tracks too. I mean, it gives you a little time to. To um, what do you say? Like, uh, immerse yourself, I guess. Uh, and it gives also more. There is also more room for experimentation in, in, in the arrangement and stuff. It's not just like oh, here's an intro, verse, chorus, blah blah. blah. It, it's a little more. Uh, you can expand a little more. So it's interesting. Yeah, the last crystal there is. Um, well, it actually tells the story of of uh, of me, my character Blackwall. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. So that's uh, and that, that wasn't that wasn't the original intention either. It's not like I didn't sit down. It's like I got I got to write a song about myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't figure it was that. <laughs> <laughs> but what ha- what happened? Right, the the song came about and the orchestrations uh, just um, everything fell together. And well, once everything was out there, I, I realized well this. The, the soundscape and the tonal language of this song absolutely corresponds with the storyline and and the uh, I would say like uh, motives and whatever with with Blackwald uh, the story of Blackwald so it just made uh, made a lot of uh, sense to write it, it's a so I mean the the sound and the melodies and everything is the setting does feel more like a, a, a necromancer warlock type than a a you know swift wood elf right obviously so that when you listen to it, it it kind of absolutely makes sense so well the song was written if, if you listen to it you can probably tell also that it was uh, some other songs are like you start out writing on a guitar or you start out with a piano uh most of our songs i would say are we start writing uh, on the piano but uh with this song this was orchestrated from from uh, start to finish and, oh uh, so, so it's yeah so it's more more symphonic than probably uh, most of the other songs except for uh, Sky Nassavaldaria is also very orchestrated I mean they're all orchestrated but some if you listen to it there are some parts in some songs that are less and more blah blah but this The Last Christmas Bear is, is throughout uh, fully fully orchestrated and um, so that that gave room also for like more storytelling and <coughs> we have narrated parts and uh, um, all the different parts like play a role so it becomes almost like a musical theater in, in a way um, and uh, so that that gave uh, you know gave good good opportunity to just tell the story of, of Blackwald and how I'm kicked out of the arcane tribunal <laughs> and how the uh, I come across the rest of the Twilight Force, and uh, so everyone gets their little uh, character introduction also towards the end of the song. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I it's a, uh, it's a long uh, song, but with so many different parts, and also same thing here, a, a lot comes from the story also of the, of the, uh, in the lyrics. So to read them is um, hopefully adds a little bit to uh, what we're trying to. Uh, you know, visualize. 
So yeah, it's a. I think it's a cool, uh, perfect ending to to the album because it kind of like ties down. We start the album starts with Twilight Force and, and the description of of what the Twilight Force is and where the crystal bear is, etc. And it also ends by wrapping it up with uh, Blackwell discovering the Twilight Force and then introducing all the characters. Uh, so uh, it's a good, you know, the circle is complete. That's 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 awesome. Now, you mentioned bonus tracks. I don't have that in front of me. Do you have that where you can tell folks about the bonus tracks? Because I don't have access to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, so we have, uh, uh, like I said, an extended version of um, a familiar memory. Um, so... Uh, so that just you know expands on sure. Sapphire Dragon. You mentioned that one, yep. Some, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that one is uh, that one, and then there are two other uh, bonus tracks which are orchestral versions of uh, Skynet of Aldaria and uh, the Last Crystal Bearer. Oh shit! Because there's so much going on also in the you know vocal arrangements and the drumming and all that, so it's kind of hard to discern all the the tiny details in the arrangements. So we figured those two tracks would. Uh, be suited, very well suited to like bring out the orchestra uh, orchestra a little more so nice. people can like appreciate the, the details and why it's taken three years to write this album <laughs> one thing that I wanted to ask you um, <clears throat> you don't seem to be and I, I, I love this because I got into the power metal genre probably in the late 90s mid 90s late 90s um, uh it seems like a lot of bands are scared to say that word. I've tried talking to some bands that I consider to be, I'm not going to say they are, but I had done interviews with them and I consider them a power metal band. And when you bring that word, oh no, that's not, we're, we're, we're something else. We're, you know, we're, we're Judas Priest, we're Iron Maiden or something. But do you, do you feel like the, the genre is, cause I feel like to me as a listener of power metal, it feels like it's, it's more, underground now than it ever has been like there's people that love it and it's out there but it, it seems like there's a lot of bands even bands that i consider power metal bands that won't even call themselves a power metal band and i was just curious what your thoughts are on that oh that's an interesting observation i think what we have done uh, i mean i think we even took it a step further we we prefer to even call ourselves call ourselves adventure metal oh okay okay uh, i apologize <laughs> on that my apologies uh, no no i mean it's it's it, it's all under the umbrella of power metal sure sure yeah, absolutely so <clears throat> so we're not it's not a miss uh you know i don't want to misrepresent what you're doing i'm not trying to no, do that i just absolutely not it, we're still power metal I, I, it's not misrepresented i just feel like uh what we many years ago we just said that well we're, we're doing but we're we are playing power metal but with all the orchestrations and that uh, extra little, you know, uh, extra stuff that we put in, and the type of, of music uh, that we play, and the the, the world we're building and the lore and all that, we felt that you needed something uh, even more descriptive than that. So that's why we just we just coined oh cool uh, very cool adventure metal as as our little. But you know that's officially it's still power metal, and I really don't genres is always. You know, you can have genre debates uh, for for ages, and uh, I'm just blown away that some of the bands that I'm a 
I'm a huge fan of and that I've seen live, which is not easy here in the States to see power metal acts don't consider themselves a power metal band. And I'm like, okay, well, what yeah, are you? I don't know if there is a especially especially when I mean I'm I'm not going to say who I'm talking about but especially one of the bands I'm referring to is a literally genre defining power metal band and they're like well we're not, hold on there Vincent we're not we're not a power metal band I'm like okay so you're well, I don't know what you are then because I, I consider this power metal and they they claim themselves as a power metal band 20 years ago but yeah, I just find it fascinating. Uh, especially a band that defined the genre that that for me saved metal for me because I was running from grunge. Grunge was not something that I enjoyed, um, and you know I was looking for a way out. And thank God for bands like Hammerfall and Blind Guardian and 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 and, and those type bands because and even Nightwish because I know that's more like symphonic. But I was running from the grunge and post grunge dog shit here in the United States. It's not something that I like. So I look to Europe and I'm just like, oh, God bless these people, you know, like, this is amazing. But it's funny because some of the bands that I would consider are genre-defining, and you bring that up, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Vincent. No, that's not what we are. We're a we're a classic rock band, or we're a okay. we're this. It's like, you no, are? I, I don't know. But Yeah, I, I see the I see the problem. I unless you've changed your sound. Oh, the band I'm referring to has not changed one bit. No, oh, okay. Well, then that case, then it's just uh, it's very confusing, weird, yeah. and it, and it was a very it was so awkward. You know, I just I just kind of walked right back out of what I stepped in. It was just kind of like, but I just think it's interesting because there's a lot of bands that I I consider that, and you know, and 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 you'll I'll read interviews even if it's someone I haven't interviewed personally, and they'll and they'll be. Uh, Oh no! Now hold on there, Vincent. You know this is that's not what we're doing here, buddy. It's like okay, well, I I don't know what you're doing then because it sounds like you know power metal to me, but you know. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, there, I'm sure there are some official, uh, well, not official, but like uh, generally agreed upon criteria for calling something power metal. I know that I have mine. Uh, I don't know if any everyone agrees uh, with that, but. I feel like for us to, to not be, I mean, it, I, I think also I've, I've noticed like a lot of people, I don't know now, but a few years ago, everyone would say when they made a new album, they would come out in interviews and say, oh, you guys are having a new album and, and so what, what's going to happen? Or go, oh, we're going to, we're tuning down our guitars, it's going to be <laughs> heavier. It's right, be right. Right. I'm like, heavier? I don't want it to be the, the, the heaviest stuff is already made. The, the Ramstein, you can't make it heavier than the Ramstein. Right, <laughs> like right. How are you going to make, or old Judas Priest or something. So we, we try to, like, let's just tune up our guitars. Let's play faster, lighter, brighter, happier. Yeah, it's... it's... That's what we wanted to do. Well, I... And I'm not, and there's no need to be ashamed of that. It's just a, a completely different, uh, like, I don't want to hear mid-tempo uh, tuned down uh, riffs. I've, I've heard that for 30 years, 40 years. It's, it's, uh, it's done. <laughs> I'm glad you guys exist, man. You're all a breath of fresh air. Like, I... It's one of those things where it's like... I mean, it's weird. There's there's very few bands that that you know um, that I've got to interview where they they wear it proudly. Like you know, I had Andy from Brain oh, Brain Andy from Brainstorm on from Germany. I love that band, and he he's happy to be called a power metal band. You know, 
Um, oh, that's good. And I love that band. I think that band's great. Um, I had the pleasure well, of getting to see them a couple of times, but over here in the states, it, yeah. years ago. But you know, it's just it's. I just I don't understand. It's really weird when you, you know, talk to someone and and you know it's it's less you know and and it could be any type of genre. But I was just curious what your thoughts were on the whole power metal thing because I just think it's it's like if that's what you're doing, I mean, own it, man, run with it. You know, I don't know. But. Absolutely, you should. Uh, anyone should own it. I feel like if you are you doing if you're doing, uh, you know, double kicks and uh, fast, you know, fast double kick drumming, and you're doing uh, uh, fast palm mute riffing on your guitar, guitar, and you have uh, generally like a little higher pitched vocals and whatever, then it's just power metal. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Fucking A. So what? what uh, I don't know if there is a stigma going around that people don't want to call themselves power metal. I really don't, don't care. I, they, people have referred to us as Disney metal. I take, I take that as a compliment, <laughs> even though I wouldn't call it, it I, I wouldn't call it that myself because Disney is something like, I, I want Twilight Force to be like, what do you say? Uh, disassociated from the real world, so to speak. So Fucking I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, but but I absolutely understand the description, and I I can totally get behind it because it's 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 happy. It's a lot of uh, tinkle bells and uh, and uh, just uh, generally uh, uplifting. So I. I I don't. <laughs> to me, I'm not bothered by it. So yeah, power metal. I don't know. More people should just. Uh, uh, be, be proud of what they are yeah man i mean why not like i i think it's cool but hey man thank you for taking the time to do this today um kids pick oh, up my pleasure thank you thank you kids pick up at the heart of Wintervale from twilight force um it comes out january 20th and it's on nuclear blast and sir i can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this i've had a lot of fun talking to you yeah me too thank you so much appreciate it and you know something i sort of enjoyed it Phantasm.